0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.
1: Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, tonight's Winchester Radio. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, episode 16 of season 14, titled "Don't Go in the Woods." And it was uh, not only the title of the episode; it was also uh, good advice that nobody took in the episode, <laughs> but if I had been there, I would not have gone into the woods. So nothing good can happen in creepy dark woods late at night, usually. Um, the episode was written by Davy Perez and Nick Vaught. I'm going to guess that's how he pronounces his last name. I think he's new or, or was kind of a one-shot thing. He seemed pretty excited about getting to write for Supernatural. And uh, directed by John Fitzpatrick. I liked the episode. I thought it was good. Um, was definitely a monster of the week, at least part-time, uh, for Sam and Dean. The year was uh, um, the other part of the episode focused on Jack, and we saw the return of the kids from Lebanon. Which,
2: aren't they high school seniors? I assume mm-hmm. so because they were studying for the SAT. The weird thing, I, and yeah. I got confused first because when they asked Jack, you know, don't you want to hang out with people your own age or kids your own age, and he kind of flounders for his age. And I guess that the idea mm-hmm. was to show that he didn't really fit anywhere because he's
0: mm-hmm. technically
2: two. He looks like he's in his 20s, but mm-hmm. he's also this infinite being.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
2: it confused me about their age, especially with like they let the store unattended. So I'm assuming so the they're door was 18, locked.
0: 17,
1: 18. <laughs> their door was locked. And also, she's she's selling alcohol because she asked Jackie yeah. okay. selling beer. Yeah.
2: Well, so, at least in I'm, Texas, you can do that. I mean, you can other places. I don't know you can well, you can serve mm-hmm. alcohol in a restaurant if you're under twenty-one. Beer or oh. wine, you can serve it.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Like if you're a waiter, yeah. a, a
2: waiter thing, you can serve it. Uh uh-huh. so I,
0: I Okay.
2: I think it's. I don't know. It, it did confuse me until they were studying for the SATs. And I was like, okay, I was right. They are high schoolers. Um. But then again, but he's
1: not their age either.
2: I mean, if we go by yeah, him that's being why twenty-two
1: he's too old I don't know for them anyway. Like, Even if he was an actual 22-year-old, he'd still be too old for them, really. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I know high school kids have older
2: friends. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, when you're in your 20s and hanging out with somebody who's, like, like say you're 22 and you're hanging out with someone who's 25, that's not weird. Even 30, not weird. 30. And the older you get, like, it's less weird.
0: The but less when you're matters, in people,
2: yeah. yeah, hanging out with a 22-year-old is not okay. No. Uh, but like I didn't I didn't get super and to, once I figured out their ages I kind of let everything else about it go cuz I kind of got the point that it was mm-hmm. one of those where I don't even think they could really tell what his age was.
1: Yeah,
2: and and the way he talks is not helpful. <laughs> you know. And no. But and I like yeah, the way he talks- I, 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 I I like the way Alex plays that. It's not overly, Mm -hmm. like, it's not over the top. He plays that, like, wonderment and that newness really well, where it can get Mm -hmm. almost like a caricature and almost some some actors play it
0: Mm -hmm.
2: almost like they want angels or newer beings to be, like, of diminished capacity. And how this has been played, he just plays it with like this wonderment that I really enjoy. Yeah. this was the first episode I like how he... that I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed Jack again because Jack had kind of gotten a little boring for me, and mm-hmm. this episode made me enjoy him again.
1: Yeah, he had a lot. He had a lot happening in this episode. I think. Um, just back to the for a second. He he very much seemed like. Someone who could have been homeschooled and also someone, a kid, who was used to hanging out with older people, like parents or relatives or, or say, like dad's coworkers or whatever, which is kind of true for him because Sam and Dean are basically his, his fathers, his parents. And then, you know, the only thing
2: I think is weird, and it's not—it's not unique to this episode. It's just something they've been doing a lot lately. I'm not super fond of is this whole
0: "Dean's <laughs>
2: old" thing, where like, yeah, when I
0: was a teen, when
2: I was a kid. Like, I'm talking like nine, ten, eleven years old in the late '80s, very early '90s. I listened to the Beatles a lot and no one was like, oh my God, the Beatles are like old people. Nobody did that. And Mm -hmm. then when I was a teenager is when Doors movie came out and it was really cool to listen to the Doors again. And nobody was like, oh my God, the Doors Mm -hmm. are so old. Nobody did that. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that now. Like my cousin is 15 and she is really into Queen because of the movie, and nobody is telling her, like, ugh, Queen's so old.
0: And mm-hmm. she's not
2: going, like, oh, my God, those are old people. Like, she, like, she hangs out. she's 22 years younger than I am. Nothing I listen to or do does she go, oh, my God, Vinny, you're so old. Or does she even tell her mm-hmm. mom that she's so old? Like, it's just weird to me that, that they're really pushing that being so old button so hard.
0: Mm-hmm. It, I
2: don't know, especially like Dean that he was in his early 20s and still listened to the same music, which was not the music of his generation anyway. So it really has nothing to do with mm-hmm. his age. And I feel yeah. like the most recent episodes have really pushed that in a really strange way that I don't quite understand. It just seems like a cheap I joke. I
1: think they've em- emphasized it too, too much. You know, it's like, you know, we thought it was kind of funny. Hey, people laugh. In the wider room, let's just keep Doing that, like hitting the same key on the piano. But I, I, I brought it yeah. up because Jack acts like somebody who's just been around people who are older than him. I don't mean Dean is old. I just mean no, no. Oh, you didn't mean that. Older.
2: I just it reminded me. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me mm-hmm. that that kind of mm-hmm. that was unique yeah. to this episode. It's just a note that, like you said, it's a note they just keep mm-hmm. hitting for some strange reason. And it's also yeah. one of those where I'm like, why is Dean so old, but Sam isn't they're only four years apart
1: I know and they're not old because I'm way older than <laughs> Dean and Sam uh, you know and Bobby you know was older and they've run across you well, know plenty but it you know but no
2: I, and I do get and, that when you're 15 40 seems like mm-hmm. oh my god who's even 40 mm-hmm. like I remember that feeling yes. to a degree but I don't remember too, thinking that actually. that older people liked were old, just like the person was. But not mm-hmm. even old, just older. And I don't remember thinking, "Ew, gross." I just remember kind of acknowledging that, like, this person is older. But I don't remember being mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, ew, old people, gross."
1: Yeah, I never, I never said that. But I, I don't know if it had to do with I was, I'm an only kid, so I did hang out with people older than me from the time I was young and i and oddly i um i it wasn't my only taste in music but i had a knowledge and enjoyment of like dean martin frank sinatra you know like singers way older than me at, at the time but um again like i don't know i think of my friends said they didn't really care one way or the other and i i don't think and not saying ew but um um I know that they don't always have a perspective because um, the first uh, podcast host um, many years ago, there was a song by The Who in Supernatural. And she said, The Who, of course, everybody knows The Who because they, they're they the theme to CSI. And I said, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> but The Who was an iconic rock band for probably, you know, 20 years before Supernatural was one
2: thought in Eric Gripke's mind. But she had no well, concept he, of the history, but again, the background and background of the who. she and I were very similar ages. I'm only like four years older than her. So again, mm-hmm. it is one of those things where it's just, I, I guess that it depends on what your
0: um, exposure is
2: to things.
0: But, mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Like radio stations exist, they, but uh, I don't. Know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and now you can have Sirius, but Sirius XM and or anything, and listen to
2: anything you want all the time. <laughs> so yeah, I
0: know, just think it's we weird it, they use Dean's, that
2: was, they've used Dean's taste and things to dictate how people should feel about his age when the things that he's into are actually not of his age. They're like they're not things that he. Mm-hmm. I just find it really strange that they keep doing that it's it's a it's a bizarre chick when the you know the it original perception of that is that he was into these things because of John. mhm, it's just i don't right. know, but it is an odd thing yeah, neither here nor there is episode a- like okay. I said it's not unique to this episode. This episode just kind of continued it,
1: mhm, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's going anywhere. Probably not,
2: but it, it is. It does keep Oh No, no, it's not. Up. It's, it's going to be like, it will be, <laughs> you know, ha-ha, Dean eats too much. Ha-ha, Dean's a pig. Ha-ha, Dean's old. Okay. Yeah,
1: they, they'll, like, pick on, like I said, it's like something, it's like if you're a little kid and something's funny. So you keep saying the same thing because... Well, the first time people laughed, and the second time people laughed, you know. But by the tenth time you say it, nobody laughs anymore. But it's like, oh, it was funny, so let's just keep using that. It's kind of a go-to or easy, and and it isn't even accurate for Dean, really, you know. So, um, I thought the monster in this most of the time, was pretty creepy. It's it's the typical thing where the less you see, the scarier it is. Um, like being in the woods in the dark. Yeah. And hiking around. And then you just hear cold, and so there's sort of a fog and everything. And it was raining at some point. And all you hear is the whistling which made me think of The Walking Dead and Negan, but only because Jeffrey D. Morgan plays both of them. But it was an odd thing with the whistling. And, and then when um, the second couple and the girl and then the man turned around and the figure was just sitting there, and that was creepy. And I thought, Mr., you stood there and stared at him for a really long time. I would have, like, been hoofing it back to my car,
0: <laughs> you know,
2: but a lot quicker Well, and that. I like the, I like the, the out there in first place. Yeah, because mm-hmm. people go into shock. Like, you always think, it's one of those yeah. things that people always like, like to think, like, this is what I would have done in this situation. And it's like, well, you would hope, but, like, maybe yeah. you wouldn't run away with the serial killer. Maybe you would just stand there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Hope that with all my serial killer knowledge, I would... If you the serial killer before they even got to that point, not associate with them, and also run, the odds are yeah. that like I probably wouldn't.
1: Yeah, yeah, you so, don't know if like that. right there. His girlfriend Which though, was- she, was, she was pretty feisty because she was like, "Who are you? What are you? What are you doing there?" And she was showing, shining her her light and all that. So she she kept it together,
2: but her yeah. her
1: boyfriend not so much. Yeah,
2: Which I did, that like. I that. There was a couple of like traditional tropes that this episode didn't play into that I really enjoyed. So like I really enjoyed the fact that um I don't know the I don't know the Lebanon kids names. I try I can remember the kid, the the boy's Elliot, but I had to look it up a bunch of times to even make it stick. But the two girls, mm-hmm. I like that. Like when they're getting like they're being romantic and Elliot, like you good like it's the stereotype of a boy, a teenage boy's gonna be like, Ooh, girls mm-hmm. kissing. and he's just like, Ew, Yo, can you guys not? And I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I also like the I like the play on this, you know, the the of the couple, it was the woman who was like, Who are you? What are you? And the guy was just like, Mm. I like mm-hmm. this little play yep. where it's not an overt subversion of something, it's just good characterization.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I like that um, the girls are, and I had to look them up. um, I kept calling the blonde one the Game of Thrones girl because she reminds me of the the Khaleesi in Game of Thrones.
2: That is who she reminds me of. I kept (laughs) trying to figure out why she was familiar. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but, like, obviously I'm aware of, like, characters. That's why I kept thinking, like, what do I know her from? Is she in anything else? No, that's why. No. Okay. (laughs) No. She just looks like the Game
1: of Thrones, the Game of Thrones girl. Her name is Max. And then I had to look up the other the dark haired girl and that's Stacy. So okay. Stacy and Max and then the guy the guy is, is Elliot. And I like that they're a couple and they just are, you know. Like you said, it's not a focus, it's not a big deal. It wasn't a thing for Elliot. He's their friend, you know. <laughs> and and he just likes to give them a hard time. So um I liked that. Um, Elliot was watching Ghost Facers. We're, you know, looking for a, a little bit of callback. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Ghost Facers. Um, I'm pretty
2: neutral, so, you know. So I did, I didn't mind it or love it. I thought it was a nice, I thought it was a nice touch. Um, and yeah. you can tell in this episode, and I, and a couple people mentioned, this and I realized it was actually something I really liked, and I wish the show. I kind of hate what I'm about to say because it's it's a little bittersweet what I'm about to say. I wish it was something the show Mm. did more um, Mm. because it is one of those things because people were like, this is so much like Wendigo. And I was like, yeah, it is, but that's actually a good thing because the reason I started watching this show is I got convinced to watch it because everybody was like, the first episode is La Llorona. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a local legend to me. But it wasn't La Llorona because La Llorona is slightly different because the woman in white legend, urban legend exists all over the country. But in my mm-hmm. area with La Llorona, she's a woman who walks along the banks of the river because she drowned her kids in the Rio Grande, mm-hmm. not in a bathtub. And it was a cautionary tale okay. to stay away from the river because the river was at its, you know, now it's not because, you know, trout. But at one point, it was a raging river, and it was very dangerous. And people would try to swim in it, and people would die. Like people would swim in it for fun, like you do a river, but it was a raging river, and people would die. So it was our cautionary tale when I was growing up. And so I like the idea of like, yes, this was like Wendigo, but it goes to show that like, you know, can go all over the country and encounter very similar things but that are different enough that the little differences in the legend are what make them, you know, make how how you kill them different or, you know, how Mm -hmm. they manifest is different. And I like that idea. I I do. I think it it was, whether intentional or not, I thought it was smart. Yes.
1: I liked it. Um, I liked the little uh, Ghost Facers thing. It's a nice callback. Like I said, I, I'm not a big fan, but I don't. It was fine with it. I said, this is a nice reference. I, I liked it for that. And I liked that Elliot thought they were cool, and the girls were like, no, they're not. <laughs> you know, so I got to kick. Yeah,
0: I could
2: have called... felt with the girl being a little nicer to him because, like, he's
0: their friend, mm-hmm.
2: so why are they constantly mean to him? I could have <laughs> done. And maybe because I just, i I don't know. The way they feel bad for Jack is the same way I feel bad mm-hmm. for Elliot in the way. Like, I just feel like, oh, can someone just be nice to Elliot? He's a, he's a sweet kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Jack a nice Yeah, <laughs> Jack and like, was I nice figure he's
2: probably, he's probably picked on a fair amount.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I
1: I like that they call Jack Bambi again, because that's what they called him before. <laughs> so. That was remembered. And it's very fitting. And, yeah, and then, um, I'm sorry, I was looking at my hands like, what on earth did I write that down for? That happens sometimes. Um, and they remembered him and that he lives with Sam and Dean. Um, I at first,
0: and I don't, know, first, I don't and know about I even sending Jack too, out, I think,
2: Yeah, I didn't catch Mm -hmm. this at first. The first time I watched it, I was like, I was really confused. But then I remembered, because, you know, Elliot's watching the Ghost Facers, and he doesn't make the connection when they say Winchester suck ass. And I was Mm -hmm. like, why doesn't he get that? And then I remembered that they know them as the Campbells. Yeah. I thought, thought uh, once that hit me, I was like, oh, that's smart that he has no way of connecting that.
1: Mhm, that is good. I'm, I didn't think about that because they're Sam and Dean. So we just, or at least I automatically think of oh, Winchester. But that's right; they do not know them as the Winchesters. They know them as as the Campbells.
2: And yeah, so I assume that clip was more Sam purposely chosen than I originally thought. And then a couple people were like, "Well, I'm confused because the last we saw the Ghostfacers, they were not. You know, they were on the out." And I was like, oh, but wait, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting call to the fact that, like, what Elliot's watching is probably on YouTube. He's watching a backlog. Like, you know, just like when I find a channel that I've never seen before and I get sucked into it, I'm going to go through their backlog. And sometimes those videos are, you know, anywhere from a year Mm -hmm. to 11, 12 years old. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I also thought was also an interesting (laughs) Of those things again, bittersweet and makes you feel kind of old. Um, when the sheriff tells them, you know, film it, put it on YouTube. And then I remember mm-hmm. that YouTube is only a couple months older than Supernatural.
0: That's right. YouTube
2: was launched in 2005.
1: Yes, there was a, somebody made a list once of everything that was developed after Supernatural started, and it's the most amazing list of things. I wish i could wish i'd saved yeah. it but
2: yeah yeah I, it was because it is one of those things where it makes you wonder could a show like like a show exactly like supernatural and it could be a, again why a spinoff just didn't work in some degree like you can you ever do super I mean, I think about like oh semi-spoiler is this a spoiler uh anybody who hasn't watched Umbrella academy this is not a real spoiler but it's a kind of spoiler in Umbrella Academy, they never really tell you what year it is and pretty much assume that it's modern day, but they never use a cell phone. Hmm. No, Nobody uses a cell phone in Umbrella Academy at all. No tablets, no cell phones, no nothing.
1: That is odd. And
2: it, it's one of the things where, like, when Supernatural started, like, there were really no tablets. And, yeah, we had cell phones, but they were most, mostly flip phones or slide phones. Like, yes, you could have an mm-hmm. iPhone, but, you know. It was not the norm. And right. well, all I noticed is Sam carries, carries a tablet worked. around.
0: Yeah. Sam
1: carries a tablet around now to, to show things or show pictures, and they didn't used to do that either. So, yeah. Very, very weird. Um, Speaking of Sam and Dean, back at the beginning when Sam is sitting, um, In the kitchen, where we're on the stool researching on his laptop, and Dean comes in and says, "Good morning, good morning, sunshine," which I love. But um, I like that Sam's researching a case, and Dean remembers that Sam told him that he needed time, and he mentions it. And that was that's a little bit of continuity, you know, from the last episode. (laughs) And And it's a nice, it's It's a a nice touch to show us that not much time. Yeah. Not much time has passed. Yep. And also Sam saying, no, I'm good. You know, let's, let's go. And Dean's like, well, okay. (laughs) And it's, it ties into the theme of the whole episode when you say you're fine when you're not, you say you're Mm -hmm. fine to make the other person happy. So, and you lie about how you feel. So it was, it just kind of started there and, and, uh, carried out through the episode. Um, And then all the way to the end, because Jack lied to them. He did not tell them what happened with um, Stacy getting... And the whole thing that he did, he brought books from the bunker to show them on monsters. He brought an angel blade. He explained how to use it, and then he used his powers and freaked them out. And then... um, Stacey got scared, gets stabbed, and then he heals her. So I don't tell on him. They'll probably talk about it to each other maybe. Um, but I, someone someone asked, uh, it was Donna on Twitter, did Jack take the books back to the bunker? He didn't leave them there, did he? <laughs> you know, that's a big stack of books to be uh, there was an awful uh. lot of information that... That was another question. It it's like, do you, assumed, do you tell someone about the monsters?
2: Yeah, I assumed he kind of, like, it was more of a, like, pick them up show. as he left. Yeah, yeah. like, I I, yeah. I don't think that they would have. Especially because I, I figured that now this is kind of even freaked Elliot out about, like, things like this, so I don't think he'd want that stuff yeah. around
0: anymore. But mm-hmm. it's, a good, yeah. it's a
2: good question. I do think this is speculation on my part and wishful thinking on my part. But I feel like this episode was set up for the past couple episodes, to be honest, have been set up to mm-hmm. demolish the bunker. And maybe that's, just, maybe that's just wishful see thinking that. on my part, but I feel like, you know, they know that Sam and Dean live somewhere. They know mm-hmm. that, like the whole town knows that they, it's just, a house full of, like, random people that live in it, in it with them. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of got the vibe like they might do a whole, like, Frankenstein monster kind of thing with Jack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the town he would be goes terrifying.
0: rampage.
2: Yeah. He'd be terrifying. Like, like,
1: when he describes a demon, and he says, oh, they're actually smoke unless they take over a human, and then it can look like me, or you, or anyone. Now, a Supernatural fan from the beginning, or watched any time, and then caught up, is like, oh, that's right, that's right, you know, there's smoke demons, and, uh, you know, remember Crowley's was red, and, and all this, and, you know, they go in a vessel, and you can exercise, and, and we just just roll along with it, but Try to try to think like a, like a like a townsperson who's never heard of that, never seen that, doesn't have a clue, <laughs> and that sounds absolutely terrifying. You know, we talk about sometimes and they, the effects they of the Winchester and the fact how scared. other people see them. Well, they do, yeah. I thought it was scared. a great thing. Yeah. They are
2: scared. What I thought was interesting is, you know, he specifically says. They could look like me. They could look like you. And he never tells them what he is. And, like, we know that he, what he is, and we know that, no, demons have, you know, black or red eyes, and the yellow-eyed demon had mm-hmm. yellow eyes. And Sally is a demon who had mm-hmm. red eyes, and regular demons have black eyes, and Jack has gold eyes because he's a natural Yeah.
0: We, yeah.
2: But they are sitting there going, well, maybe he's a demon. That's what I assume, mm-hmm. that they're going to think that he's a demon. And they might think that, like, okay, he lives with Sam and, Bean, and they're allowing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it does sound like they're building up to burning the bunker down, and again, <laughs> kind of bittersweet is that with with show ending. Well,
0: that's not um,
1: bittersweet
2: you to... To me at
1: all. Uh. Well, I. <laughs> I know the bunker stuff, but I meant the ending of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but
2: I think I'm hoping, so. It's like
0: let's no, just like, let's just blow everything sweet,
2: and get rid of it. Hmm? I'm hoping what it means is that we'll inch towards what was instead of what we've become, which I think narratively is a nice bookend. Yeah, get so rid that, of everything.
1: Get rid of all of it, and and yeah. So, I think that's
2: why you got rid of it. Get
0: rid but of like, it. you
2: know, take it back to what Eric's actual pitch was, which was a, a road show, which mm-hmm. we are no longer and haven't been for right, God, six seasons Years. now. Yeah, yeah. So it's been season yeah, eight.
1: Very. Uh, that's why we get excited to see a motel room, you know, or see the boys on the road in the car because it doesn't happen as much, and that's that's why I think it would be a great thing to and especially since we we know the uh the end of the road is near um take away all that other trappings you know take away the bunker take it back all the way down to like you said where it started, Sam and Dean in the car so that that means uh burning the bunker that's okay, I'm okay with that.
2: Well, and not just, and, and, you know, getting rid of all the superfluous hunters because, Mm -hmm. and I were discussing this as well on Twitter, that someone said, you know, I hope that the dialogue in this wasn't leading towards, you know, tell all the normals about supernatural. And I said, that's actually Mm. not the way I interpreted it. I interpreted it as what I've always said which I've said many times on this podcast, is that Sam and Dean shouldn't bring civilians in because it's dangerous. So, you know, Sam not telling Jessica, he thought he was protecting her, but it was dangerous for her to not know, but it would have been dangerous for her to know. And okay, so Lisa Mm -hmm. knew, but that was dangerous too. And, you know, just bringing in you know even Kevin that he was a, a prophet and but bringing him into their their home is what killed him
0: mhm
2: and you know Charlie as well bringing the, you know allowing her into their world is what killed her and so yeah. i'm I, I do think that this was kind of a like a realization and i and i think because a lot of it is the more people you brought in it diminished them and being because it's like, well, if everyone can do your job, why are you special?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, yes, we had other hunters before, but it was always a like, and this is my origin story to hunting, you know, with Gordon, it was his sister and with, you know, just in general, mm-hmm. you know, unless,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: you know, we found out why Bobby was a hunter. We know why John and the boys are hunters. But when you have someone like, oh, Charlie, who just thinks it's cool or
0: Mm -hmm.
2: just, you know, in general, it diminishes Mm -hmm. that mean. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we're inching towards something more like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. It just, I feel like that's, again, in a checkoff gun kind of way, like where else are you going with the dialogue if that's not it?
1: Yeah they talked a lot in this episode. Is it, is it better to tell someone the truth about what happened? Like the sheriff uh, didn't, didn't want to tell his son or his son's girlfriend's parents, like that it wasn't a coyote that attacked and killed her. And um, um, he didn't want to tell them. And uh, it really is a it really is a difficult question. It's like, do you tell them because if they have more and knowledge, Dad, are they able Dad, to prepare, Dad or if
2: you do tell them? Can they handle it? And and, well, and Dad, yeah. Jack tried to fly to the teenagers at first. He was like, "What's a ghost?" And they were like, "Oh no, it's cool. We know." And as soon as they were like, "We know," he was like, "Oh, floodgates! Great, I will tell you all the things." Mm. And then look what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I know I understand why Sam wants to all of a sudden people to know the truth. I think I don't, I
0: don't, I don't think because... it's
2: so much that Sam wanted people to know the truth. I think Sam was like, okay, I have these resources, the hunters. If I train them properly and treat the and teach them properly and acclimate them correctly, and I build this network of you call in and you check in and everything will go mm-hmm. smooth, I can control this. Because I think we forget that one of Sam's characterizations is that he's very control. He's not controlling. He is controlled, which is why when he flies off the handle, it's like, whoa. Or when, you know, mm-hmm. something happens like the demon blood or whatever, which is why he's addiction prone as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. he did the same thing with the hunters. Like, it was his coping mechanism, and he was like, okay, I can focus on Dean if I teach you guys how to do this, and you all do it, and you take care of it. And I have my system with Maggie. Maggie? Maggie? Shit, what's her name? Um, was Mariah. Right? I think it is Maggie. <laughs> Here's my problem. Yeah. When I try to be serious about her character, I genuinely am like, am I getting her name right or wrong? I don't know.
1: Um, I believe it is, Maggie.
2: <laughs> okay, so like with Marzipan, when you're trying, you know, he had a system with her, and she was checking in, and it was going mm-hmm. great. It was going very well, and that's not good enough because it's a dangerous job. So if it hadn't been difficult, mm-hmm. it could have been anything, Like, and I think he just didn't take that into account well enough. Mm-hmm. and I think he realized that – because it wasn't so much with those people that he was telling them. Like, they came with pre-installed information
0: Yeah, in the mm-hmm.
2: world. So it wasn't something that Sam and Dean broke to them, but it is what we've always said. Like, you know, Sam and Dean blow into a town. They save the day as best they can, and then they blow out of the town, and these people are left knowing this. They're just left with, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is a thing in the world. yeah. And dealing with
1: all sorts of post traumatic stress disorder at what they've seen and done, and maybe they get cured of some crazy curse, but they still did those things while they were cursed. And yeah, they have a they have a lot to deal with. But Sam and Dean gotta keep moving, you know, gotta keep hunting. And I get it, but it's hard.
0: And then but Sam says the goodbye, Sam even
2: when they know to how to fight. Yeah, but the realization for Sam that go. You know, it's not good for other people to know. It's not good for other people to try to take this into their own hands. And it is, you know, again, we all know there are mm-hmm. bad guys out there, but I'm not going to go serial killer hunting. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go, like, rapist hunting. Like, I'm going to leave that to the professionals because that's not what I'm trained mm-hmm. to do. Would I would I like to be someone that could help in some capacity? Sure what good does it do me if I get hurt in the process? What good does it do anybody? And so I think, but I think killing them off in an actual massacre was very telling, like to just clean house. And I do think part of it was also like, okay, you introduce all these characters and it's great for one episode to have them all stand in a bunker and, you know, thank Sam and Dean and cheer them on. But then what? Like now you have all these Mm -hmm. characters. Or, and you have to accommodate and even the one that like you gave a name to your audience is sitting around joking about how no one can remember her name
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and you're constantly making excuses for why they're not around so I think yep. it is a combination of and well I should say I don't think I'm hoping it is a combination of we need to get rid of the bunker because as I said, with every mm-hmm. show, a stagnant set gets boring. You know, you have the library and Buffy. You have mm-hmm.
0: – then you mm-hmm. have the
2: magic box. Like, you can, you, you need that, that bit of stability, which for Supernatural is the car, but you can't lean on it so heavily. And right. So that's why they got
1: rid of Bobby's house, because Bobby's house was full of lore and books, and they were always calling Bobby, and Bobby would find the answer yeah. in his house. So they got rid of that. It
0: makes
2: it, it makes it too easy and it makes it very rote.
0: Mm-hmm. So I,
2: I think they do understand that it's time. And I think, again, some of the things that I hate to say, I do think that now they don't have to sit there and think, well, yeah, they don't have to justify the bunker. Like before it was like, well, you know, but it's, it was expensive for us to build and it's easy for us. Mm-hmm. It's already set up. There's no work involved. But the fact is, is that in almost exactly a year they're going to have to tear it down.
0: Mhm. So, yeah, that's,
2: you know, whether they so. do it now or they do it later, like that's that's it. And it may as well make a big statement. I mean, if it's got to yeah, go I mean, anyway, might as well, make a big statement write it, might as well hide it in, into good into good storytelling versus mm-hmm. just randomly wedging it in somewhere.
0: Yeah. Like you said the
1: the Frankenstein story definitely comes to mind with with Jack out in the towns, you know, the monster uh interacting with the townspeople and them being afraid of something they don't
2: understand. And Yeah, and you know, it's also that I don't think so
0: literally I don't on the bunker with the Other
2: thing it made me think of was, was um it's just, you know, one of those books you read when you're a kid and it sticks with you, and it will always stick with you, is um, of mice and men. That like, well, he didn't mm. mean to kill her. Oh, spoilers! If you've never read of mice and men, um, but <laughs> 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 Whoops. he didn't mean.
1: But it. you know what? You know it's what? A... I've never read it. I know the story, and it's not a surprise to me. But that's what I I didn't have to read. I have not read that one. But I know the story.
2: Well, even um, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a repeated narrative throughout uh, media is the I pet the rabbit too hard. Mm -hmm. And then it it does become I pet the girl too hard. And it's not in malice. Mm -hmm. It's not like he wasn't trying to hurt her or violate her. He just didn't understand and he didn't know his own strength. Mm -hmm. He didn't understand social concepts. Much like Jack,
1: they still died, and they yeah, and and it it becomes
2: and then and then the and then you have the the village going after him, not the village Mm -hmm. necessarily, but you. So it's again narratively very similar because, and I just feel like you don't do something that's that narratively on the nose and not Mm -hmm. not have a continuation. Yeah, not follow it up. And
1: oddly, not always, but there's been a fair amount of continuity this season. <laughs> I mean the brothers in the box that carried on for like four straight episodes. I was I was pretty impressed. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of, of this episode, um Dean says to Sam, I, I thought you needed some time and that followed directly after the last episode. So hopefully like you say that's a that's a big that's a big thing. Like you said, that's a big foreshadowing possibly. It's a big story moment and hopefully they'll keep following through with it. Um, because Jack powerful without some kind of consequence because he's like it's like all the issues with Cass's character over the year, you know, an angel can do anything. They're the God of the machine. Well, don't worry about that because Cass can heal them. You know, don't worry about that because Jack can, you know, change this, do that. So they can't stay um, with all their powers. No, they can't because they'll solve everything and do anything. So, It's likely Jack is headed for something. Do you think he'll make it through next season? The um, end of this season. I
0: think so. He gonna become
1: the big bad? Is he gonna be like Dark Willow? <laughs> <laughs> <Hi. laughs> you know. And then it'll only be I Sam and Dean who can
2: get through to him at the end. For yeah. the yeah, yellow. A theories I've bounced around in my head, where, you know, one Mm. is just that, like, I just refuse to believe that Michael's actually dead that easily. I just feel like, well, that was super dumb. And then I remember that Mm. sometimes this show is super dumb with the way
0: it solves problems.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Because you write yourself into a corner, and then you're like, well, how do I fix it? How do I, like... You know, I, I, I painted the floor, I'm standing in the corner, I can't just stand here and wait for it to dry, I've got to go just go mess it up and figure it out later. And so, like, I just, so my, I'm like, okay, is Michael really dead? Or is he laying dormant because he's afraid of Jack? So he figures, like, well, you know, I'll just wait till this dumb kid just whittles away his entire soul and doesn't care if I him. So you don't think Jack kills Michael?
0: Well, that's one theory I
2: have in my head. Just because, again, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's super dumb. My other – other than that, the only thing would be that, like, okay, well, then he has to whittle away his entire soul and screw up in some Mm -hmm. way. Like, and, again, I don't think it's going to be in pure malice. I think it's going to be very similar to what he did with Stacy. Is that, mm-hmm. you know, or with kids in general where he's just doing what he thinks he can do and there's a consequence. Like, I don't know. Like, is he going to sit there and go, oh, Mary is super sad about John going away again. So, like, why don't I just send her to heaven? So she goes, John again, duh. And then the boys like are like, whoa, snake. whoa, no, you screwed that up. You killed you killed our mother.
1: Yeah. Um, Like he killed the
2: snake and he said, I'm going to send... Snake is sad. Right. And that's when I started thinking about that. Was, you know, his reasoning Mm -hmm. for the snake is he didn't see it as killing the snake. He thought, well, you're lonely. And it is one of those things where, like, you know, as humans in the real world, we don't sit there and go, well, sad because someone died and you're pretty sure that, you know, they were a decent, you know, I'm pretty sure that you were there in heaven or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just go to heaven. Like, we know that that's not a reality. But for them, it is a reality. And not to say that the Gorgon is in heaven, because duh, not. But, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, send it to pur- send the snake to purgatory to be with him, or whatever it is. The fact is, is that mm-hmm. the universe can send somebody, where somebody else is to be with their spirit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, with Jack doing that with the snake? It wasn't out of malice. He assumed he, in his perception, it was with compassion. Mm-hmm. And so I do wonder if it's going to be something that he does very similar, like some kind of in between, very similar with the the kids telling him Jack, please stop, Jack, don't, and him not listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: combined with the same way he dealt with the snake, which was no, I'm doing, I'm doing a good thing. This is fine.
0: Yeah, it'll be okay.
2: Yeah, and I do think that I think he's going to end up hurting somebody who's very close to Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm. And the only person I can think of would be Mary,
0: mom, who Mary. Also yeah.
2: re- and also again with the show wrapping up, you need to resolve that because Mary can't continue to live. Like her existence is a a direct bastardiza- bastardization of the entire narrative of the show. Mm-hmm. Without her, there's show without her being dead mm-hmm. so like you kind of just have to she's got to wrap her up also so I do think we'll be yeah. a lot of things like that where things that they could draw out before they can't now they've got to figure it out
1: right in 20 episodes because this season is is done I believe they're yeah, finished although, yeah although again we don't or know if not
2: yeah, like, maybe a day like or if I'm years. right about the Mary thing that's probably gonna happen within the next three episodes. It won't be the finale. It'll be very soon. Mm-hmm. But it's so you know, it's probably gonna be episode seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in there. Maybe nineteen. Yeah. It won't I be
0: mean... Yeah.
1: yeah, we haven't seen much of her.
2: So, She's been off with
1: Bobby, in the cabin. And uh yeah, at least the last couple episodes. too much of
2: him. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this episode, while on its surface, seems like a very Monster of the Week episode, I think one of the problems we've had with just the way people view the show lately or in the past couple years is they feel like Monster of the Week episodes don't tie into the narrative, which is incorrect. Um, you know, if you look at Season 2, it's an entire season of Monster of the Week episodes that tie into a, an overall narrative.
0: You just don't know mm-hmm.
2: it's the end. Um. So, I I I felt like this episode, not just the Jack part, but even the what Sam and Dean discussed with everything else, all tie in. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, we'll see. I could be super wrong. Who knows? Yes.
1: Well, we'll find out because next Thursday is a repeat of episode three hundred. And then we have the last four episodes of this season are gonna run straight through April. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna find out in about a month. Um, what did you think of the the climactic fight with the <laughs> and I could never <laughs> quite understand if it was Kohunta or Gohunta. It sounded like G or C. Was it a a K? Oh, oh, neither, Susan. Good. It was a K. (laughs) It was a K sound. (laughs) It was a C sound. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Cool. I thought,
2: like I said, I thought the the monster stuff was good. I even thought that the end, like up to the the killing of the monster, was good. mm Hmm. There's two things that I have I I don't like oh and I should say don't like because it wasn't even that no one I super didn't like and one I just didn't understand when Steve rushes into that little cabin it's weird mm-hmm. that he didn't say Sammy and it's not like yeah like, eh, to say Sam no it like it was just weird that he was like this pause and he just stands there and I'm like did you did they edit it out did you did you forget what the, the one line you said the most in your entire career with the show? I don't understand because it, it, it was I was I was, a I bit was waiting for
1: just, it. Sam's getting getting beat up on by the monster and Dean comes random I'm like, yes, he's gonna charge and that's his Sam. That's Sammy and he's gonna go Sammy and nothing. It <laughs> just kind of stops. I'm like, Dean. Yeah, it <laughs> was that weird. Here, It was weird, and then the sheriff fought him a really long time, and then Sam tries to stab him, doesn't. I'm like, ugh, "Ugh, that makes me crazy. And that was another scene earlier that, that managed to salvage itself because when the sheriff got the drop on both Sam and Dean in the woods, and I understand they're his woods, and he is the sheriff, but they're the Winchesters, and he managed to sneak up on them
2: and, and get wow. the drop on them. And, they, and it and is one of those things that I'm going to say, as, as a non-white person, <laughs> I'm going to say that white writers white writers have a real problem doing this, and I get where it's coming from, and it's coming from a good place. It drives me a little bit nuts. And it's you, like it's called the magical Negro trope, but it's also like the magical Native American, the magical Asian. The, like suddenly, mm. if you're not white, you have special like a, a, like an eighth, ninth sense. Like, okay, mm-hmm. but no, we don't. Like I can't, I can't do those things. It's not something well, I, I can I, do. That. I just
1: thought he was the sheriff. Those are his woods and not necessarily anything else. It's just, you know, you know, your own territory, but they're the Winchesters. They're always in unfamiliar territory. And, and there right. are two of them and he, and he managed to get the drop on them. Now I did like that Dean, Dean, and I was thinking about when Joe had the gun too close Joe and and he does. He he gets it away from him, and then uh, Sam gets his gun, yeah, well, and they get the drop back on him. So, I'm like, well, to okay.
2: Joe, to Joe doing it to Dean in season two.
1: Yeah. And
2: at least I'm like, I
1: was just annoyed, you know. I, I don't like when they make Dean and Sam look less smart or less talented, you know. And then in the next scene, they they're think. saying, well, you know, just two of you hunt? Well, you know, we know what we're doing. Well, yes, they do. So, we're, you know, we save the world, but, you know, people sneak up on us. It's okay.
2: Which, you know, again, I do think that there's a difference between making them look incompetent, which the show has a, an, a habit of doing, making them mm. look human. This is a little bit more of just, you know, human. Again, because Joe got the jump mm. on, on them, Joe and Allen did, and it wasn't really to make them feel dumb. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, a way to introduce the characters as, these are not your normal civilians. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and maybe because I'm sensitive to those tropes, like that is how it read to me, which was just like, oh, yes, Mm -hmm. of course, magical tracking Native American. Oh, thanks for reminding Mm. me. But again, I'm sensitive to those tropes, so. It could be that as well. <laughs> Maybe they didn't mean it that way. I, I'd i be hard-pressed to believe that, but you know. A... Mm. Um,
1: I also thought it was weird that instead of actually fighting the monster, Kohunta, and Sam's in, in peril, which usually puts Dean into overdrive, it was just odd to me that he just kept backing out and drawing the monster out, and then the sheriff got to kill him. Like I, I wasn't even aware of the sheriff was okay enough to get the knife.
2: Yeah, technically, it's smarter fighting because you don't want to fight in a, in a small, enclosed space. But then at the same time, like Sam and Dean always do, so. And they're, yeah, uh, no. But. I'm always bitter when I don't know. someone else. Other- Sam gets the kill, it just irritates me on like this weird, visceral level. I get mm-hmm. why they did it narratively. I get that it was because, okay, now you've got your kill, Sheriff. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to tell your son? Oh, you're not going to tell your son, are you? Okay, we, that's what we thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to me, the flashbacks to how the Kahunta became a monster. And I like that he didn't start out as a monster. You know, he was human. That became one. And because he was cursed. So he sounded pretty well down that road already. (laughs) Eating his family (laughs) like that. Right. Um, A little extreme. But I thought they were just weird. I'm not sure how the whistling fit in. Was he whistling? You know?
2: I assume. Why was he whistling? You know, I thought I heard it, but maybe... They said said it meant Mm whistling. They said that was the translation.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: But I guess he, as a human, whistled? Maybe that was his thing, because he was obviously unstable, so maybe he used to whistle that all the time. I don't know. Then, I don't know.
2: I don't know the actual like, lore if, if this is built off of floor that, you know, an urban ledger artist it. I don't know. I didn't um, look into it because I didn't. Um, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs>
1: Just, you know.
2: Um,
1: and you did not like the fight scene killing effect? Oh. <sighs> it wasn't the fight scene so much, but. I meant the the killing. The monsters actually yeah. sort of, the the full-on raiders, the full-on raiders moment.
0: Yeah,
2: like you mentioned. more, like I, I uh, the VFX team, you guys do so much, but like that was oh. That was like toxic Avenger cartoon level. Like what, what, why, 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 <laughs> why, why? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: hmm. and if you've got issues, I don't need to see it, you know, or just a little drip or a little light or something, you know. It's like when they kill something and then it just splashes on the other person or splatters on the other person. You don't really need to see the actual creature. Or well, creature. and
2: it, it does go, it does play into those things where like with, with the hellhound initially, the reason we didn't see the hellhound is because they didn't have the budget for it. And that is often mm. where you end up with, you know, monsters that you don't see in something, it's because the Mm production doesn't have the budget for it. So you've got to improvise with blood Mm -hmm. splatters and someone, you know, go back to season two when Dean is killing his, you know, the vampire and all we see is, you know, the practical effects of of an actor dressed as a vampire with the Mm -hmm. practical effects, the teeth and the prosthetics and everything, and then you cut to the saw and then you'd cut to being just splattered in the face, and you interpret what Mm -hmm. happened, and you don't have to see the severed head. And again, part of that is also like standards and practices of, you know, you can show a severed head, but you can't show the head being severed. Right. Uh, You can show, you can show, I'm trying to remember what, what they explained to us one time. You can show, you can't show a head you can show a head being severed but you can't and you can show a severed head, but you can't show the head actually rolling off the body. So there's always hmm. a cut between the severing and the plopping. I mean, it's you know, just weird trying yeah, to, it's weird yeah. of practices. And um Yeah, so I'm trying to think
1: because I used to watch Highlander, the series. So there was a beheading, or more than one, weekly. <laughs> and I'm trying yeah. to recall. And that and, that and I think was on, it, it's one of those, mm, if you're going to show it a
2: certain years way, blood, like there's just little details. So I remember, mm. I was watching yeah, recently, I, I remember the blood of Highlander. Longer. Yeah. I remembered this one when, when I was younger, but I rewatched it recently with Luke Perry passing away. I was watching a lot of his old interviews. And I, um, he talks about when Bill and McKay had the storyline where he was smoking heroin. And so he's in the car driving and getting high at the same time. And he talks about how, like, with standards and practices, because I think, I think Jason Priestley directed that episode, if I'm not mistaken. And it might be Jason that's talking about it. My people, so it might be both of them. doesn't matter. But they're talking about how you can show the lighter under the foil to cook the drugs, but you can't show the smoke. So, again, scynders oh, and practices Lord. is just a weird thing. So, again, it's I, get very where, weird. Yeah, I get where you know you can get away with green slime easier than you can get away with blood splatter or just blood pools mm-hmm. and things like that. It's easier to get past because it's not realistic and blah blah blah. Right. That said, <laughs> it was just not good. <laughs> yeah, it was not why. not good.
0: Yeah, it
2: did not
1: it didn't work. It really didn't work. But,
2: well and I've often lamented, but, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a sticking point for me is the move uh, the heavy move to digital versus practical in effects, and you know, just the deterioration of how it holds up. So it, it, it's something that I, you know, I've talked about before, and I just have like a long-standing issue with anyway. But again, mm-hmm. like I said, when this aired, I said on Twitter, and I was like, "Ooh, that that VFX is not going to hold up to time. It's not going to age well." Um you know, a bunch of people were just like it already didn't age well. It's been thirty seconds, but it didn't ha- did haven't age well. Like, well, I was trying to be nice, but it's true. Yeah. But
0: you know, overall,
2: weird. very solid episode. A great showing from uh, a new writer, Nick, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: Davy, who we know Davy likes creepy. Davy does creepy very well. And this episode was. I, it's it's so rare that the show is either gross and or creepy anymore, and this was both. And I always will mm-hmm. happen when it happens because horror is why I started watching this show.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I, I came for the blood, and I stayed for the brothers.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I um, I thought the I thought the park restroom at the beginning of the episode was really scary. Oh my goodness! Oh, and I, I was mean... <laughs> not
2: have sat. That girl is that girl was crazy. You don't sit. You you hover. What are you doing sitting? Yeah. Hover. I know. Who and, to you? Or or you know, spread out toilet
1: paper or something. But
2: yeah, um, no. You hover was... or you go you go pee in the woods. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah, I. Don't think
1: I, I, don't, I would. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have taken one look in there and going, nope. I'm just gonna hold it. <laughs> no, I'll just wait. That bathroom was was terrifying i mean and first on several levels just as a horribly taken care of restroom and and uh, disgusting on and then when the monster showed up and the lights flicker and you don't know why and then the hand comes over the thing i thought that was it was just a good scene (laughs) and and creepy and spooky yeah and um no that bathroom was the real nightmare not as bad as the one in Train Spotting, but definitely
2: oh god! Gross. <laughs> <laughs> like just a traumatizing movie in yeah. general. But yeah, Train Spotting yeah. yeah, you watch true. once and you are good. Train Spotting and Recroom for a Dream. Highly recommend you watch. Them. Yeah, they're good. But so watch them once, you're fine. You don't need more than that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're
0: excellent. Um, <laughs>
1: I was visiting a friend in California, and in the same week, a couple days apart, because we were and are fans of you and McGregor, we went to see um, Train Spotting, and then two days later, we went to see Emma. <laughs> and there's some polar opposite <laughs> movies. <laughs> it's like, okay. No kidding. Um,
0: yeah. but, um, What else, what else
1: about this episode? Um, what about the conversation in the car at the end? Sam and Dean and... Sam's not too happy. Oh, well,
2: I do want to... I forgot. Parental Winchesters mm-hmm. are, are my new favorite thing. I never thought I would actually like them being parents. But I think mm-hmm. it's hilarious that they're such parents and that Sam is such a mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And... That it, it's, and even, like, it's even reflecting that, it's one of those things where, like, you're used to your dad getting mad, I, I don't know, for me, like, your dad can get mad at you, and you're like, of course he got mad, he's my dad, he's all blustering, and he's a dad, but then when your mom gets mad mm-hmm. at you, you're like, um, could you just not be mad, because this is so traumatizing, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's how it is with, with Jack, where he's like, well, I don't want to disappoint either one of them, but, like, especially not Sam, because mommy's mad, and I don't like when mommy gets mad. <laughs> Uh, but the conversation in the car, and I thought it was interesting. So the John Winchester stuff is really interesting lately um, in that we had the episode
0: before, oh, we had um,
2: Profit and Loss was before Lebanon, Lebanon, right? Yes. Profit and Loss was before Lebanon. So we have this weird setup of, you know, Dean telling the story about how John would send him away if he felt like he needed to be separated from Sam for a while. Which was a weird setup Mm -hmm. for the next episode of just being, like, shiny, happy family. Well, not really, because they did, you know, hash out their issues. And then in this episode, we have Sam saying, you know, how many times did we say we were fine, and, you know, when Dad asked, we weren't fine. It's weird, because it goes against the narrative of, like, when did John ever, like, ask you guys if you were fine, and when did it matter? But also like I don't feel like I don't feel like that's something Sam would have lied about. <laughs> I feel like Sam would have been like, No, I'm not fine and let me tell you exactly how I'm not fine.
0: Mhm.
2: But um but I thought it was a weird story, but I did oh, hold on. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Never mind. We're talking about John
1: and oh, Sam um,
2: why did he tell daddy was
1: fine? Because he yeah. usually told dad how he felt.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand the setup of that because they know Jack's not fine. And it's not a matter of him emotionally, like, how is this, how is, you know, how is he feeling? Like, you, you already know that, like, his soul is in jeopardy. It doesn't matter if he, it wouldn't even matter if he thinks he's fine. Like, if he genuinely thought he was fine, is irrelevant. He's not fine. You guys know it? That was mm-hmm. weird. Um, I let it go just because I like them being parents. Mm. I think Dean
1: suspects that Jack is lying that nothing happened. Oh, I think Sam on. does,
2: too. I think Sam did, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I, think they... It's not going to occur to them what he's lying about. And I do think it was kind right. of irresponsible of of Dean to be like, yeah, here, we're going to leave you alone and also go to town on your own.
0: Yeah,
2: I thought bad
1: idea. Bad idea. So the shopping list was funny. And then and then Jack wouldn't use an ID because they're fake. <laughs>
0: And I thought that was really – I thought
1: that was. give
2: Sam was funny. Well, I, yeah. I saw a bunch of people when he, when he couldn't buy the beer and was like, uh, doesn't he have a fake ID? And the callback was, again, it shows when a writer is paying attention because it wasn't, it wasn't a strong narrative point. Like, it didn't make a difference. But it was a nice call to how Jack interprets things. You know, wh- whether it's a, wh- whether it's a soul in question or not, it's just the way he views things where he's like, no, 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 those fake ID- IDs are when we're playing FBI mm-hmm. or, you know, that's what, mm-hmm. I, that's what those are for. Those are not for me to buy beer because that's illegal. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I liked uh, Jensen's delivery of, well, I guess I'll go buy some beer. And, <laughs> you know, made me laugh.
0: Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't have much more. So
1: yeah, yeah. You said I I I like something more than I I thought I would. You know, <laughs> I guess because Jack's not a normal kid. Maybe, you know, but uh, um, but I like them feeling responsible for him and teaching him and I like that they have movie nights on Tuesdays and Dean's picked the Lost Boys 36 times apparently
2: (laughs) which was very in character a good choice very yeah so it's kind of like
0: and a nice
2: nice CW Mm -hmm. call because the CW is um, did order the pilot for the Lost Boys series so a nice CW Mm. call well yeah that was smart. So whoever put that in. Smart marketing.
0: Yep. Nope. I forgot moment. about
2: that.
1: I forgot about that. Um Well, are we done with the episode? I believe so. Okay. Well we've touched on it a few times here and there during this uh uh, episode podcast, but, um, we do have to talk about, we usually talk about if there's any sort of uh, news or happenings in the supernatural, uh, or fandom. And yesterday's, last night's news was the biggest, uh, we've had in a while. And that's, um, supernatural's next season, 15, uh, will be its last. Um, I liked that. Jensen and Jared and Misha uh did a video and presented it to the fans. They told us themselves and not like a press release from the network or anything else. Um I like that they Jensen and uh Jared told the crew. Um that's what Tricia makeup um maybe mm-hmm. said she said it was Jensen and Jared who told the crew and it was also emotional for them um the video was emotional um and promptly a fair amount of fandom got emotional after the video and it didn't uh it didn't let up i i i, uh, I had to go off to a work event as i I looked down at my phone, and I saw uh, the notification from Jensen's Twitter saying, well, one more round for the Winchester brothers. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> and I could I could just barely see what had happened. I couldn't watch the video and had to go off to work and uh, be on, you know, chatty and happy and, and uh, enjoying uh, uh, an event because nobody else there had any idea what was going on. But that was really hard. And then I spent my night um, and had a hard time getting to sleep, uh, just uh, refreshing Twitter and discussing and commiserating and honestly uh, crying quite a bit. Uh, this show, I've never, ever been this emotionally attached to, sh- to a show in my life, and I have been a fan for a very, very long time, and I have been a big fan of several shows. Uh, Miami Vice, X-Files, Buffy, um, they all came to an end. Um, Some of them were harder than others, but I have never felt as heartbroken um, as I have for this one. And you would think 15 seasons with a whole season to prepare, it would help, but it doesn't. And, you know, uh, uh, we'll get through it and it won't be easy. Things will settle down. It's still pretty fresh and new, and it still hurts. But, yes, uh, that, was, that, was, that was tough to hear. And I, there's a convention next week, and I hope somebody asks, or maybe the boys will just talk and talk a little bit about how they came to that decision because we know it was their decision for years Uh, Mark Pedowitz has said, in fact, he he started making all the press corps say it, that the show ends, Supernatural ends when, uh, uh, say, as long as the ratings hold, and Jared and Jensen want to do the show, then the show carries on. Well, the ratings are not as good as they used to be, but they were still more than reasonable enough to stay on the air, and so it had to be Jared and Jensen's decision to uh, go.
2: Well, also, and there's I, no universe where Mark Tedowitz wanted to lose Supernatural and Arrow at the exact same time. That's not yes yeah. something mm-hmm. that that's not how that works. Um, and we know that um, Arrow going off air was Stephen Amell's decision. He flat out said it uh, with mm-hmm. Jared and Jensen. It's, it's implied. I don't feel like they have to say it because it's been said for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. that, you
2: know, it's obvious that that's what happens. But even more mm-hmm. obvious to that is, you know, like I said, you know, there's absolutely no universe where a network head goes, you know, I have ten shows. Here are my top five performers. I would really like to get rid of two of those top at the same time. That's that's great.
1: Right. Can we, can, we yeah, can we work that
2: out? No. No, that's not how business works.
0: Um, I, why now?
1: Yeah, why did Jared and Jensen say now? Because I don't think anybody really thought. I mean, I nobody, nobody thought. I mean, the, you know, the end is coming. You know, it was much closer. We were much closer to the end of the show than we were to the beginning. You know, they probably would not have gone much farther than fifteen seasons. Um, I do feel like and have been seeing and hearing uh, from other fans that this has been something probably in the works for a while.
2: Um, but I would suspect I would respect that my my assumption is a couple mm-hmm. of things. I think, you know, you don't want to get pulled off stage. You want to graciously, or, you know, like I said, right. else, You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be asked to leave a party. You want to Mm -hmm. leave of your own volition. And And on your own terms. While while you can have Mark Pedowitz say it ends when the boys say it ends, he has said, Mm -hmm. or as long as the ratings hold. And I think the boys went, you know, do we want to be that that show that's clinging on for dear life and just going, well, we're still here, Mm -hmm. though. Like, we're still turning some kind of profit, therefore we'll keep doing it? Or do you want to go out, you know,
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: weird to say that a show being, you know, 14, 15 years old is at its height. It's Supernatural is a really strange thing where it had much higher ratings, which every show, every show declines in ratings at a steady pace because demographics age out, people, you know, you age in and you age out. So you, it's just a fluctuation, mm-hmm. but no show, almost no show has a consistently higher, like, say, fifth season than it's going to have in their second season. It just doesn't work. Like, you might hit a high for one episode, or like, oh, we haven't had this this many viewers since this episode three years ago. Isn't this great? But You're not going to maintain that. And so... Mm-hmm. I, I do think that they went, you know, we don't, you know, Jared and Jensen have also said, as long as the stories intrigue us. And I do think they kind of went, you know, here's a, here's a thing. They might like the story right now, but you also have to sit there and go, how much longer can the writers do this? Mm-hmm. And I do think that these last couple seasons have kind of shown that it is it is getting to a point where it's where where do we go from here? And mm-hmm. I do think that they went, you know, let's 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 end graciously. Fifteen is a nice clean number. It's not like this random number like, you know, eleven or whatever. It's a clean mm-hmm. number. Um mm-hmm. it leaves them going from oh five to twenty, which again very clean mm-hmm. numbers to have your to have. Uh and I they do think, you know, their kids are getting older. Um, you know, by next year, you know, half of them will be in, in no longer in preschool, but in school, school, you know, and
0: mm-hmm. already in
2: like the, the first grade. And it's also one of those where like, you know, it was easier before to say, Oh, you know what? I, I want to see my kids. We can bring them up at any time because they're not in real school. So just, you know, come up.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't
2: do that. When, right. when your kids in the second grade, you just can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that that, that definitely factors in.
0: And, um, yeah,
2: I haven't cried yet. I don't know. I don't know that I'll cry until the end. Uh, I, I I don't. I'm not someone who copes with things well, and so I don't actually know the stages of grief offhand. But I, I'm in the anger stage. Uh, I went uh-huh. through denial. I'm in anger. I'm not sure who I'm mad at. I haven't figured that out yet.
0: <laughs> okay. The universe in general.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just like angry just in angry. general, but like I'm not angry at someone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not mad at Jared and Jensen. Mm-hmm. I respect their decision. No. I get it. I'm not mad. I'm just mm-hmm. angry. <laughs> I can't figure it mm-hmm.
0: out.
2: Yeah. yeah. And think, I'm
1: just I'm just you know grieving, <laughs> and will be. But and and it, you know I was it's like and it colors, it colors the rest of this season. It absolutely colors next season. And it's like it was, it was hard for me to sit down and watch this episode, to, you know, today and, and do my podcast notes. I mean, I, I got through it, but it's like it's always, it's always at the back of your, your mind that it's, it's going to end. It's going to be the last time they do this. It'll be their last uh, San Diego Comic-Con probably as Supernatural um, right. I think they'll still do the other conventions here and there. They said they would cut down a little a little bit um, but it'll be a lot of last times it's it's not gonna be easy and and I'm sure it was not an easy decision for Jared and Jensen to make um, mm-hmm. because i I feel they they knew it was the right decision and their priority of course is you know they have family, but they also have a big crew in Vancouver that they 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 give jobs to and it's a and, and everything else. So there's that's a big decision. It's not made lightly. Um, and they I'm sure it took its emotional toll on them as well. And if if you know we think we're having a tough time Dealing with that show finishing, um, it's nothing like how it's going to be for Jared and Jensen, who've been on that set since day one. For 15 years, it'll be 15 years, Jensen said, you know, I haven't spent um, as much time with anyone else in my life except Jared Padalecki. And I know their dear friends, I know their brothers, I know their neighbors, you know, it's, it's the Padalecki clan um, with the kids, but it is not the same when you are there every day, hours at a time, and been through—I can't say it's a war, but they're brothers in arms as as well. And you know, you go through everything with a TV show. And there were years of—is it going to get picked up? You know, are we getting canceled? There was a writers' strike. Um, they've been through—you um, know—deaths, marriages, kids. Everything um, uh, injuries, and so yeah, it was I'm sure it was a tough decision uh, for them, but i um, I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of everything they've achieved. Um, I'll always be their fan, no matter what they decide to do. Jensen could keep acting. I imagine they'll take a break, I would guess, and then maybe Jensen will act or direct. Jared mentioned once being a teacher. He might do that. I I hope he acts again. He's so talented. I I well,
0: it's easy to It's
2: easy to say like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. And then, yeah, he might someday. But you can't go back to college with three little kids. <laughs> you just really can't.
1: So
2: well, like, good he's luck, got lots of help. And, yeah, you know, but there's
1: yeah. a college right there in Austin. And he's got lots of help, and
2: yeah, know, he's, very he's difficult, difficult to college.
1: It. So not even.
2: He could do it if he wanted to, and running, he's or running he's several businesses, businesses as well. So we'll see. I don't think he'll be a teacher immediately. I mm-hmm. don't think that. I don't well, think that's something he would do. I didn't
1: mean like if the show finishes filming in March and he's going to start the next semester. You know, uh,
2: teaching. No, but I would uh, say be a <laughs> like, like, yeah. he does it. He does it.
0: Yeah. If
2: it he happen. does it, it'll be several years I, down the road. Um, I would imagine both I, are going to take hope we keep a back bit back back. of break. Absolutely. And you know what it 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 is it's one thing to say like you know when I'm done with this, I'm not coming back to this, but Jared is an amazing actor, and as he said, he's a craftsman and he really mm-hmm. takes a lot of pride in his work um I don't know that it's he will be able to put it down completely,
1: yeah, and I think you he's been he and Jensen have been immersed. In acting, and that is a supernatural, has been a difficult job, you know, hours and hours a day and out in all sorts of weather. And it's like any job. You're just tired. You get tired. You hit the wall. You need a break. And then you take a break. And then you start to rest and you get recharged. And then you're like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not giving up acting. I want to come back and do this some more because you had a break. And, And more than a break than just like a little hiatus would do. I mean a real break and change. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I can, I, I hope to see him acting again and it's not just the show, you know, it's, it's the fandom. I mean, we've, we've found friends over the years. We've raised a lot of money for charities uh, over the years. We've done a podcast for since third season, the beginning of third season And as uh, Supernatural, the show goes, as the Winchester Brothers goes, uh, so goes Winchester Radio. Um, Yep. So, and um,
2: um, we'll have been podcasting. I was trying to figure it out because this is not my first fandom that has had its show end. So I was in the Angel fandom. And then I was in Queer as Folk fandom, and I was... Very active in both of those fandoms. And I was also in One Tree Hill fandom. And I was very active in that as well, in a different way and a much quieter way uh, with One Tree Hill fandom. But I did, like, you know, co run a newsletter and things like that. And I couldn't figure out why this hurt more. Because for me, even though Supernatural is a fandom I'm very immersed in, I was pretty equally immersed in Buffy fandom. For a shorter period of time, because for one, that was a show that ran shorter, it was seven seasons versus 15, but also I didn't get into the fandom. I watched the show from the beginning, but I didn't get into the fandom until season five. I didn't know fandom existed until that point. I didn't know it was a thing. So, mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why it felt different, and I was like, you know what, I don't even remember Like how it felt for those fandom, for those shows to end with being in the fandom, and I couldn't figure out the difference. And then it hit me with Buffy mm. and Angel, which I consider one fandom, but were two shows. Um, and with Queer as Folk, for me, it, it, there was no countdown. You know we, we hit the we hit the season ending, and we were aware that we weren't aware ahead of time that there was no more. We weren't aware mm-hmm. till, you know, the end that it was the end. So, mm-hmm. you know, with with Buffy, it was, you know, Sarah's contract was up at seven seasons, and she chose not to renew, and that's went the went went the show. With Angel, they were canceled, and it was devastating to David. Mm-hmm. David was like, "I I didn't know we were getting canceled. This is I this blindsided me, and it blindsided mm-hmm. everyone." And yeah, Sarah's I told, remember that. Pierce I was angry then. the final season, angry, but yeah. we, didn't know this, yeah, we didn't know this far ahead of time. So I, that's the difference mm-hmm. where it, it did kind of, like you like you said, it casts this pall over everything where everything is a, this is the last time we'll do this. This is the last time we're going to have a season mm-hmm. premiere. This is the last time we're going to have a, a mid-season finale. And we're going to mm-hmm. have a mid-season hiatus. We're going to have, you know, the return. Of, it's, everything is going to be a final, 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 final. Mm-hmm. and that that makes it a little harder. It it, it really does. Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's tough knowing. I'm trying to think of a show. I mean, I think you know I I was a huge X-Files fan, but when David Duchovny, I mean, you know Mulder for me was the heart of the show. So I I honestly did not keep watching. I came back when Mulder came back. And so I was okay with X-Files ending. I mean, I felt very nostalgic and I, I loved that show. I was a huge fan. I went to the expos and, and um there wasn't there was just the tiny beginnings of an online community at that point because um, X-Files uh, was in the 90s and there just wasn't you know, it was like tiny message boards. It was nothing like, you know, now with Twitter and Facebook and blah blah and I was okay with it, and I was a big Miami Vice fan, which there was no online presence. There was, I don't even think, <laughs> no computer, no email, no nothing. And we we knew they were, like, on the bubble to be canceled, and we actually wrote pen and paper letters to try and save the show. That's how, you know, back, but Miami Vice, it was, again, it was, it was time, and we knew a little bit of ahead. But this one, I mean, it's been such a long time, um, it's been so many years. We've got an entire year's warning. And also, it's not just Sam and Dean as characters that so many people identify with and find inspiration in or just enjoy. Um, it's it's the fact they were played by Jared and Jensen who made those characters their own. They're, they were so talented. Fifteen years, and and they are still, they still give 100%. They're professionals, you know, it's, you know, whatever else comes and goes in writing and characters, whatever, they they are the solid center uh, on and off screen. And another element was they became brothers, friends, brothers. They They were lightning in a bottle, and they were two lightning strikes in one bottle. They're that close. Sam and Dean, Jared and Jensen, and it's something special. And who knows if we'll see that that the like of that again? We might. Who knows? Um, you can't can't say never, but it's it would be it would be rough. And I don't know. I may not see it. Um, I'll be glad to see fans of Jared and Jensen, um, and see what they do next. But Supernatural is very special. I have a a theory with actors that um, they can be super talented and take on all sorts of roles, but there's one role that they're born to play. And Sam and Dean or Jared and Jensen's roles, they were born to play. And they can go on and do other things and win awards or whatever, but those are the roles they were born to play. Did I put you to sleep?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm. Again, it's a, It's. It's.
2: I can respect their decision. It doesn't mean I like it, and I don't have. Um, it's not something I can speak about very well at this point. Which is, I had said on, mm-hmm. on Twitter when I can't verbalize something, and especially if I don't make a bad joke about something, that's when you know mm-hmm. I'm going to shut down, because. Mm-hmm. my family is the family of dark jokes or bad dad jokes or like you know
0: mm-hmm. like i said
2: i'm the i always thought when this show ended i would have some witty rejoinder and i would have you know something in mind and i would have a mm-hmm. bad dick joke because that's what i do and i mm-hmm. just didn't, i i didn't see this coming i thought it was a surprise. I spent, I mean, spent the past a surprise, few months going. It was
0: a surprise. Well, sixteen
2: is going to be it's a weird number to surprise. end on, but it's going to end in sixteen probably. And I thought I had two years to prepare for this. And I thought, yeah. And when, and I really thought, because I really thought that whenever we were told it was going to be the end, it was going to be at upfront. So with Peto, going to yeah. upfront and, mm-hmm. and giving the same rhetoric. Which I assume mm-hmm. at that point he probably didn't know because they hadn't been renewals yet or anything.
0: Right. And I'm talking
2: about I'm talking about fall. Oh no, I'm am t- thinking TCA tour. Sorry, fall. Uh, sorry, I always do that upfront and TCA. I always do that, but I mean TCA. Uh. So with him not saying anything, and then you know the rumors of one show, and I was like, it's Arrow. It's totally gonna be Arrow.
0: Amel is mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Totally
2: arrow. And then, and then, you know, Stephen Amel did do it video, and I was like, told you guys it was arrow. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, t- t- I took comfort the same that thing you said I said, said it earlier was arrow. With, <laughs> that all of this yeah. And me saying the same thing as I said earlier was me going, well, they're not going to, arrow and supernatural are not going to go out at the same time. That's just dumb business. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay, without,
2: me, without me thinking that, like, dumb business or not, if Jared and Jensen are done, they're done. It's not
0: really a yeah. kind
2: of choice whether Jared and Jensen at least up their contracts. So I have spent the past six months or so really preparing for season 16 to be the end. Mm. So I... And maybe that's where the anger comes I thought it from. Would, like, I just don't I like honestly, being wrong. I really don't like being wrong. It's something I don't deal with well. And so for them to make me look bad, I don't appreciate that, Jared. I just said, how very dare.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh.
1: Maybe that's why you're
2: angry. But I, you know what? I
1: thought the timing was interesting. I mean, I know I said they were wrapping that last episode, but it was sort of like a like a Friday afternoon. Like you said, there was no big event. I thought maybe they'd announce it comic con you know here we are one last blast of a season or or up front in may or something this was like a friday afternoon i was blindsided last night you know and and that was another mm-hmm. part of it it was such a it was a shock and maybe they maybe hadn't planned yesterday but who knows I know they would want to tell the crew maybe before everybody scatters for hiatus or they don't. And you well, want to be the also one to do to it. Give, you don't and want I, it and to and I, to the press. You don't want someone to talk. You want to do it well, yourself.
2: Well, so, I think that was the primary thing. They needed to tell the crew because you have to prepare your crew. You basically have to say, look, you have one year left of a job. You can take this time to find another job. Mm-hmm. Or understand that around this time next year, you'll have to find a job, which is very good of them to do. But mm-hmm. I think once they did that, they also realized that, like, how long is that move going to stay quiet? Right. Um, you know, especially, like you know, they may have their plans of saying, you know, I'm going to take time off. They both said, you know, at the very least, Jensen has said, I'm taking time off, and Barrett has said, I'm taking time off, at the very least. That's not to mm-hmm. say that Misha's going to take time off. So, again, they, you know, the respect of them to tell Misha, hey, by the way, we've decided next year's it. That, it's mm-hmm. one thing, <laughs> I equate it to when a CEO, like a CEO sells a company, It's one thing for you Mm -hmm. to sell a company and be like, well, you know, I'm going to take my profit and go relax on a beach. It's another thing to tell all the other employees, hey, I've essentially killed your job. So you might want to look for something else soon or, like, get your ducks in a row because, you know, I don't know what the new CEO is going to do.
0: Right.
2: It's very similar to that in my opinion. So, you know, it's one thing for them to say, like, you know, we're we're, – Air quote retiring. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to, to force everyone else into retirement, metaphorically. And so, yes, they have right. to. You know, they're going to be decent humans and tell Misha, like, you know, maybe you want to start, maybe you want to take your time time off too. But you might also want to go auditioning mm-hmm. or whatever you're going to do. Or, but once you mm-hmm. tell one person, yep. you know, yeah. the the yeah. old saw the old saw is who can keep a secret if one of them is dead. In Jared and Jensen's case, it's, you know, (laughs) they are one person, so, like, but once they told somebody else, like, what do they, you know?
1: Yeah, and then people start asking around, you know, for what about work, and, I mean, if they were going to wait till next year sometime to announce or something. So, yeah, it's it's, it's better to tell, and you give your crew time to prepare and look for something else, you know, and be able to say, well, in a year, I'm going to be available, and, and you know they've been very fortunate i mean i know they all haven't been there 15 years but some of them have but
0: um mm-hmm.
1: you know they've had a they've had steady work for a long time and that's rare in the in the tv business in show business right it's transient so um and we know jared and jensen are very very classy gentlemen make sure their 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 crew their family their fellow cast members get what they need to take care of themselves, you know, so. Yeah, it's still hard. I said it was a little bit blindsided and Supernatural's always been emotionally attached to it. And I really, I mean, like I said, I've been a fan forever. You'd think I'd just be more matter of fact about a, about a show coming and going, but there's just something about this one for so many reasons. And, you know, time will help, but I'm sure it won't the goodbye will not be easy.
0: Are you crying right now? Me? No. They're crying in
2: baseball. Stop it. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Because I'm not crying, I
1: promise.
0: Oh, you really and I was
1: like, it. "Damn, do don't start now.
0: No. Um.
1: Oh. You know, I, yeah. I, I wondered if I was going to get through this podcast. Cause like I said, I was crying last night. I, I woke up sad this morning and started. I just laid in bed and like read Twitter and cried some more. And then today I, I made myself get busy, but it still didn't it didn't help. It was hard to watch the episode, but I, I'm I'm okay right now. I, there's no guarantees it's going to stay that way. And it could happen next podcast. <laughs> It'll just get something to, to hit me. I made the mistake of popping over to Twitter for a second and, and, and Donna's posting all these wonderful Sam and Dean pictures, and I went. If I stay here, it's going to be a problem.
2: Like,
0: yeah, anyway, yeah.
2: Christy, our our favorite accented caller in her, uh, asked yes. for pictures of, of the boys with uh, with baby, and, and boys Donna's providing. Yeah. And it, and and I I saw that thread too. And uh, rude guys, super rude. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, rude. I, I know, no, that's not good. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah, I can't stand lookers, and if I just let myself go down that road, it I will uh, no, 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 not right now. Let's say I'm not making any guarantees for any future podcast that I won't uh, suddenly. It's like it's like any time you have a loss, and there's some time and you're okay, and then something'll get you. There'll be a trigger, and it doesn't even have to be a big deal, but it'll just put you over, over the edge sometimes. Anyway.
0: Uh, any, I think we should wrap else? this up
2: before you do cry. Yeah. <laughs> or you're getting angrier. <laughs> you will getting mad at me. <laughs> well, and, and, I, you know, here's the good thing. I have hit the calm anger. Like, I haven't hit an, an irrational, loud anger. I'm at the very scary, mm-hmm. calm anger. So we're fine. Uh, No one's going to get hurt until I blow up the (laughs) world out of sadness. That's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh dear. Yeah.
1: Um, And I'm sure uh, discussing next season and the end and all that is just going to be a running theme for the rest of this season and we'll just pick it up again next fall uh, for sure. Um, But I guess that's it. So I do think I'll have uh, uh, I'll go have
2: a cookie. Maybe that'll help me feel better. <laughs> so um, schedule's permitting, we should be all three of us next week. Um hopefully uh, maybe two weeks. We'll see. Uh oh yeah, two, two weeks, weeks. Sorry, right? Sorry, forgot that. Two weeks. Um and um, we thank everybody who was listening. Um, we do. We love you guys Thanks for, so for tuning in when you do. And I think we'll let the boys continue to play us out. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. See you
1: next time.
0: Yep. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.